Hi, I'm Crystal, former school principal, married mother of two, and newly diagnosed ADHDer. Come on my journey where I figure out how to improve my quality of life and my family's. Franklin D. Roosevelt once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Lately, I've had a lot of thoughts about my childhood trauma and the fear it created and how it's impacted my ability to mask my ADHD symptoms until I was an adult. Maybe it's because I'm getting back into therapy again after taking a few years off, or maybe it's the fact that trauma and childhood trauma has become a new hot-button PD issue in the schools. But regardless of the reason, trauma played a big role in my ability to hide and mask my ADHD until I was 37 years old. When you first get diagnosed, it's very common to have a multitude of feelings and to run through a course of all kinds of emotions. In particular, some of these include, but really aren't limited to things like denial, hope, grief, acceptance, pride, relief, and anger. The one that I was most overcome by and was honestly surprised by was my anger. My anger with those around me who did not take the time or care enough to be diagnosed, or at least I felt they didn't. Why did I pass through life and everyone just think I was okay through all those years? I had my friends and my family, and none of them saw anything that was a cause for concern. Yet through my healing and time, I'm coming to terms with the fact that my childhood trauma might have just made me really good at hiding the symptoms and that the symptoms of childhood trauma are similar to the symptoms of ADHD. And so it wasn't that I was ignored. People oftentimes just thought I was dealing with the trauma I was experiencing. I mean, I put other people's feelings first. I oftentimes ignored my own and I got into a career of servicing other people on a daily basis. So I got really good at hiding. A traumatic event is a scary, dangerous, or violent event that happens. An event can be traumatic when we face or witness an immediate threat to ourselves, a loved one, or in a situation that often leads to injury of some kind. And it can harm our brain. When this happens, it can cause emotions such as fear, loss, and distress. Sometimes people may experience these types of strong emotions in reaction to the experience, or because the person might have the inability to protect or stop the event from happening. Reactions to a traumatic event can also have lasting effect on an individual's functioning around all things related to mental health, physical health, social health, emotional health, and even spiritual health. What I find most interesting is that a threat or a traumatic event is largely based on one's perspective. Of course, there are a few traumatic events we can all agree on, but For example, one may see an event like a bee sting as something minor, while another person may have that same bee sting, have allergic reaction, be hospitalized, see their family very upset and in distress, and be scarred and have reactions for that the rest of their life. Now, the Center for Childhood Trauma Assessments defines childhood trauma as a scary, dangerous, violent, or even life-threatening event that happens between the ages of 0 and 18. This type of event may also happen to someone your child knows. So it might not even happen to them. It might happen to someone that they know. And your child is impacted as a result of seeing or hearing about the other person being hurt or injured. 
How often today we hear of these sad stories of other families. Your child might not even be experiencing these things because of you or your family, but simply because of exposure to other people. When these types of experiences happen, your child may become very overwhelmed, upset, or even feel helpless. These types of experiences can happen to anyone at any time at any age. However, not all events are traumatic, and remember that perspective plays a huge role. Traumatic stress and ADHD affect the same part of the brain, which can complicate ADHD symptoms assessments in children and why many of us in the 80s and 90s went undiagnosed, especially if we had a traumatic event. Divorce was very common, and a lot of us experienced different traumatic events, so our symptoms went unnoticed. These commonalities from a traumatic a traumatic response to ADHD were things like difficulty concentrating and learning in school, distractibility, disorganization, not listening, difficulty sleeping, restlessness, or hyperactivity. And as an educator, we're trained on how trauma affects the child's brain and how it impacts their life and their brain development and responses to everyday tasks. So how does this impact ADHD masking? Well, trauma occurs, it usually impacts multiple people. And so the masking comes as a reaction to being protective of those other people. An example is what I experienced in my trauma. When my parents got divorced and my dad leaving at the age of 13, I remember a strong sense of protection for my brother and not burdening my mom and dad with the things I was experiencing and going through. This trauma began in second grade when I was called home. I remember it like it was yesterday. We were asked to leave school early, which was an exciting thing, but to get home, to sit on the couch and be told your parents are getting divorced, it was a very hard experience and I'll never forget all of the physical elements of that. I can see the couch. I can feel the couch. I know where everyone was sitting. And as I experienced this trauma, I also saw my brother experience it from a different perspective, my parents as well. And I became really good at hiding how I felt as a coping mechanism to keep my feelings to myself. And maybe any of them that slipped out as symptoms weren't seen as ADHD. They were truly seen as response to a traumatic event. My parents were dealing with a lot, and I didn't feel like lending my feelings or my struggles to them was going to help anything. In fact, I thought it would burden them. School was another place that I was really good at carrying over those mechanisms. I learned how to be good because my parents had so much to worry about. I'm sure these adults at school do as well. And so I did the right thing. I followed the rules. I did my work and tried to be an example for other people. At home, I tried to cook meals, help my brother with his homework, never dare ask for help with my own homework, and fill the holes in those parental responsibilities as much as I could. I look back and think, why didn't anyone stop me? Why did I even do that? I was robbing myself of elements of my childhood. Another term that often gets brought up in the world of trauma is adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs. The ACE study is an ongoing research study that explores the relationship between childhood trauma experiences and long-term medical health and social consequences. Results show that approximately 65% of children experience at least one adverse event during their life. 
They outline one of these adverse effects to fall under the category of physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, physical or emotional neglect, mother being treated violently, household substance abuse, household mental illness, a parental divorce, or incarcerated household member. And what's really scary is that nearly 40% of children experience at least two or more of these. And it makes me so sad because we've normalized single-parent households. We've normalized daddy issues. And we forget that these things have lasting damages on our overall well-being. This study further had um, repeatedly found that a greater number of ACEs a child has obviously the more risk they are for developing physical and mental illnesses throughout their lifespan and it can impact their relationships with other people. Unfortunately for me and my brother, we did experience a few things on that list and my grandma always had said to me, you always did what you needed to do to survive. And I didn't entirely understand that beyond its face value until I got older. I realized that I crafted the right answers to questions when I was asked. I learned how to balance two different perspectives and give just enough information, but not too much, from mom to dad. I learned to read body language and I developed protective mechanisms for me and my brother. One study of more than 17,000 adults found that as participants reported more adverse experiences in their childhood, their chances of overall physical health decreased because of these adverse effects. And so I think back to all the things I've experienced and the mental health issues I've had. And this article brings out that more than twice as likely to have heart attacks when you have these adverse effects and stroke. This impacts us as parents. Our physical health and our mental health are tied together. Self-induced trauma is another thing that I've really started to think about. When I was diagnosed with ADHD, my neuropsych had brought up that not only did I experience trauma in my childhood, but also that I had created self-inflicted trauma. He explained to me that the masking that I'd created and some of the physical ailments that I've experienced through my somatic experience had created self-induced trauma. And that was because I could not explain what was going on in my mind because it wasn't diagnosed as ADHD till later. When I looked up the definition of self-induced trauma, though, I saw things like physical and emotional self-injury, and instantly I went to things like cutting or suicide. And though I may have had those thoughts when I was younger, and especially during those middle age, um, middle school years that a lot of people experience those types of feelings, I'd never really thought about the emotional aspect of that. What do I say to myself? How do I treat myself within my head and how I process through my actions to be self-induced trauma was not something I had thought of and has really started a new exploration for myself and for my growth. Childhood trauma is linked to ADHD and vice versa. There's no doubt about it. And they share similar symptoms that are often confused and misdiagnosed. Each also amplifies the symptom severity in the other. If you have a trauma that's experiencing hype, that creates hyperactivity and you have ADHD, it's only going to exacerbate that. So how do we make it better? Well, we know we can't avoid traumatic experiences and we can't eliminate everything that a child ex- is exposed to, but we can do a better job trying to shield our children from exposure and learn about our own traumatic experiences and how it has impacted our behaviors for our, our children. 
I also think schools and communities taking a more proactive step in educating others about trauma and its impact on children and mental health is so important. Learning about social-emotional learning and how to cope through trauma is a very important part of our schools and oftentimes gets bypassed by the core subjects of reading and writing. Despite symptoms overlapping, there is a real difference between ADHD and your responses to trauma or having post-traumatic stress disorder. ADHD is a widely considered inheritable condition. It is something that you have your entire life, while PTSD can happen because of an experience or a trauma. ADHD is characterized by a deficiency in attention, behavior, inability to do something or regulate something, whereas PTSD is characterized by an avoidance or hyper-vigilant behavior and re-experiencing of the trauma. ADHD symptoms are pervasive and cause significant functional limitations, while PTSD causes psychological, cognitive, and emotional changes in how a person processes the stress. It's important to know the difference between the two, understand that they overlap, and also do some self-reflection of the things we experienced when we were children. If you are someone who experienced a trauma and are struggling with symptoms of ADHD and deciphering through the difference or if there are commonalities or if it's a masked behavior of ADHD, talk with your doctor or join platforms such as the one that I created on Mighty Networks called Women with ADHD to learn from each other's experiences. There's so much great research out there, but it can also be very overwhelming. And sometimes the best thing we can do is talk through our own experience, unpack our own experience, and learn through other people's experiences. If you would like more information on trauma and ADHD or simply just need somebody to listen to you, I'm always available at momandwithadhd at gmail.com. That's mommin, M-O-M-M-I-N, with W-I-T-H, ADHD at gmail.com. We have to be there for one another and help each other through this. It's a very unique experience and ADHD is not going away.